Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to another episode of Believe in Rangers, a New York Rangers podcast presented by Blue York on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm your host, Johnny Lazarus, and it is officially game week. We've got a great show for you today with Stefan Rosner and Brendan Azoff from the Back Check Pod. Had a lot of fun talking to those guys, a Ranger fan and an Islander fan, so it's cool to get both perspectives. But I cannot be more excited that the NHL is back on Tuesday night. Rangers play on Wednesday night. It's going to be a lot of fun, so let's get into it. So if you're listening to this right now on Monday or even Tuesday, I'm just going to go ahead and guess that Mika Zibanejad was named the Rangers captain. I don't know if I'm necessarily a big fan of that choice, but after signing the extension today on Sunday when I'm recording, uh, Mika just signed an eight-year contract extension for those who don't know. But I imagine this is just kind of like a tee-up for him to be announced as the captain. A lot of questions about Zibanejad being named captain was that he didn't have a long contract and he might be gone. But now that that's secure... I think they're just going to put the C on his jersey. I mean, I, I personally would love to see Chris Kreider be the captain. I think Kreider I, I knows a little more what it means to be a New York Ranger and has been around for a much longer time. Not to take credit away from anything that Mika Zibanejad's done. I, I love Mika Zibanejad. He's been here for about five years, I think, going on his sixth season, and he's been a lot of fun to watch. He's obviously a guy that everyone on the team looks up to. He's always smiling, always a positive energy on the rink. And from what I see you know, through content in the locker room, so there's no really wrong choice. Um, I think it's been narrowed down to Zibanejad, Kreider, Truba, and even Fox, his, his name has been called. And um, I've heard rumors about Lindgren also. Not wearing the C, but Lindgren might wear an A. Um, so for me, like, I don't really have a strong opinion on who it should be. You know, my, my front runner is Kreider. I just have always loved Kreider. He's probably my favorite player right now. You know, just for me being young, growing up, watching him. Obviously, my favorite player now is Foxy. I think everyone who listens to this knows that. But yeah, I, I don't think there's really a poor choice. Um, four great guys, four great players from everything that we see and everything that fans love. So, um, you know, I'm really curious to see who they name captain. I think it will be named today on Monday as you're listening because they did say it's going to be named before opening night, and obviously the Rangers play Wednesday night in Washington. So if you're listening to this now, my guess is that it's Sabanajad, but I'm hoping it's Kreider. Um, either way, I don't think there's a bad choice. I know there are some people who are upset with the term that it's eight years, eight years is too long, wish it was five, wish it was four, wish it was three. Um, for me, a guy in his prime right now, a guy that everyone loves, a guy who loves New York, to me it was a no-brainer to lock him up for a long-term deal. I mean, I think... He wants to retire as a Ranger. I'd be happy if he retired as a Ranger. He's a clear number one first line center. And if we get Jack Eichel, which is still, you know, maybe being talked about, but probably off the table, he'd be an amazing second line center. So 
I'm not upset. I'm pretty happy. I love Mika. I think he's an awesome player, and I really enjoyed watching him over the last couple of years, and I think he's about to step into the, his prime and, and play his best hockey. So, um, you know, I love the move. Hopefully it turns out to be the right move, and, uh, you know, no one really knows. So we'll be able to judge it after this year, after the next year, after three years from now. That's when we can really judge about the contract. Um, I, I don't think it's safe to say that it, it's, a, it's a bad move right now. You know, wait till the guy plays and, and shows what he can do. I do want to take a second to talk about our sponsor, Blue York. Now that we're going into the NHL season, for those of you who still don't know who they are, they make custom designs, content, and apparel for the blue shirts. I got a lot of t-shirts, some sweatshirts. Um, I was trying to get a basketball jersey, but I think it's a little late for that with uh, with summer being over. So I didn't get the basketball jersey, but they got a lot of cool stuff. Highly recommend looking at the website, IamBlueYork.com. And if you want to make a purchase, use code Johnny, J-O-N-N-Y to get 15% off of anything on their website. Go get your blue shirts merch now and rock it to MSG. I'll be at Madison Square Garden this Thursday night for the Rangers home opener. It's actually my first home opener, so I'm very excited to, to get to the garden to watch the Rangers kick off the season. I guess it would be their second game, but um, you know, to have a full capacity MSG crowd back, I'm really excited to be in the building. So don't forget, go to imbluyork.com and use code Johnny, J-O-N-M-Y, to get 15% off of everything on their website. This is not an ad, but for those of you who don't know, I do love to sports bet, and I think I'm very good at sports betting when it comes to hockey. Um, obviously, it's hard to be very good at sports betting. If you win more than 50%, though, I consider you good. So I'm going to be keeping track of my record this year. I'm going to be keeping track of my record this season. I'll be posting a lot of my picks on Twitter. If you don't follow me already, go follow me at jlazzy 23 I'll post a lot of my hockey plays there. I've always made a lot of money in the hockey season. I'm not a very good NBA or football or MLB better. Hockey's kind of where I, I work my magic. So if you want to follow along and follow my NHL picks, I'd be more than happy to win you some money. And if my picks aren't that good, I'd, I'd be very, very sorry if I lost you money. But either way, we'd love for you to stick with me. So I'm going to give you guys my favorite picks for opening night and a couple of games this week. I'm going to start out in Vegas. The Vegas Golden Knights playing against the Seattle Kraken, the Kraken's first ever game in NHL history. I love, 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 love. Not saying it's a lock. I'll never say anything's a lock because there's no such thing. But I love Vegas minus one and a half. I'm looking at FanDuel Sportsbook right now on FanDuel minus 1.5, which is called the puck line. Vegas is plus 116 odds. So if you put down 100 bucks, you'll win back 116 plus odds. I love plus odds. I love betting on the home team. And Vegas is probably the best home ice team there is in the league. So a team like Seattle that hasn't played a regular NHL season yet together. I love Vegas on home ice, and I think they'll cover by the, the one and a half spread. So I'm going with Vegas on home ice on Tuesday night. Wednesday night, I really like the Winnipeg Jets on the road. I like it money line right now on FanDuel. They're minus 154. I think Winnipeg has arguably the best goalie in the league, maybe top, definitely top three, but could be considered the best, especially now that Carey Price isn't playing. So I love Winnipeg on the road in the season opener, minus 154 money line. Connor Hellebuck, amazing goalie. I don't think they're going to let up a ton in this game. Plus, I think Winnipeg is a team that isn't talked about enough. They're a very good team and have been competing for the last five seasons, going on deep playoff runs. Um, you know, last year was cut a little short, but I'm a big fan of the Winnipeg Jets, and I think they're going to cover this game. Well, not cover because it's money line, but I think they'll go into Anaheim, who's not the strongest team, and get a win in the season opener. So those are the two picks I'm going to give out this week. It's Vegas minus one and a half on Tuesday night at home, and then Winnipeg money line Wednesday night on the road in Anaheim. Tweet at me and let me know if you take the picks. I love to bet with my followers, bet with my friends, and that's what gambling's all about, right? It's the interaction and, and winning money together and losing together and, and feeling that pain. So tweet at me if you take the picks. I think they're both going to hit. Um, obviously, I don't think they're locks because I don't believe in that, but 
but I'll be taking them. So you'll either win with me or you'll lose with me. That's all I've got for today's intro. I want to kick it over to Stefan Rosner and Brendan Azoff. I hope you guys enjoyed this interview. Very excited to have the boys from the Back Check Pod on the show. Uh, we're going to have fun. Due to two different perspectives, Islander fan, Ranger fan. But uh, from what I hear, everyone is kind of, you know, in, in, a, in a loving way, a fan of everyone's team. So uh, happy to have Stefan Rosner and Brendan. Is it Azoff or Azoff? Azov, that was Azov. impressive. First try. Azov, yeah, first try. My, I'm shocked you got my name right. Well, I did call you Steven the first time we met, so, so I, owe you, I owe it to you this time <laughs> to call you by the right name. So, so uh, Brendan. Welcome to the show, boys. I appreciate it. And I guess sort of Brendan, like the first time you guys met, I want to know how you guys met and started your show because you both have pretty unique backgrounds in sports and in hockey. So, uh, yeah, I'll just kick it off. So we were both going to Cortland, SUNY Cortland, mm-hmm. upstate New York. Shout out there. And we're looking for roommates. I was on the Facebook group chat like the Cortland 2016, 2020 graduates. So Brendan, so I messaged him, started learning facts about him that he's one lactose intolerant. I said, I could deal with that <laughs> Ranger fan. I said, all right, I could deal with that. So I'm messaging back and forth. And all of a sudden he hits me with, yeah, I'm sorry. I already got a roommate. And I was like, ah, damn. He goes, but definitely, you know, we should find each other on campus. I said, all right, he's never going to talk to me. It is what it is. It's over. <laughs> Day one, we're in the dining hall and we make uh-huh. eye contact. And I'll see both now. Okay. From Facebook. And he comes up to me. He goes, Steven, right? I was like, nah, it's Stefan, and then the rest is history. How often do you have to do that? I feel like, I mean, I guess I should have known like by the spelling that it's Stefan, but like. Well, the, okay, well, that's the thing. My parents thought, all right, let's spell it this it way because nobody will ever get it wrong. Like, it's common sense. Steph, and mm-hmm. no one get it wrong. I have yet to meet really one person that gets it right in the first try. So they really failed on that. Mm-hmm. What's your side that. of the story, Brennan? I mean, he, he told it well. I don't remember telling him I was lactose intolerant. I think he added that part to it. No, no, you definitely, I, you know, what's funny. I could probably go to Facebook messenger right now and pull up the chats from years ago. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's a long time ago, man. But yeah, I mean, we, we kind of talked and we both knew that we were interested in similar stuff, which is why we, I thought I was actually going to room with him. I wound up talking to another kid who had the same type of interest and wound up being a Ranger fan. So I was like, all right, I'm mm-hmm. going to go watch some hockey with him because, you know, this kid doesn't have the head screwed on straight being an Islanders fan. So we met first day, started talking similar classes, all that stuff. And was it our senior year? We started just recording a little bit of stuff for, I think it was junior year. We had a class that junior they made us do a podcast, like one singular podcast, mm-hmm. uh, just to talk and, and get used to the media side of sports. And we were like, you know, this isn't a bad idea. Senior year, we started doing a little more full time and then once COVID hit, we were like, we got nothing else to do. Yeah. Start up a show. No. Yeah. And you guys have done a great job. Like I, I truly admire the community and like fans you guys have built. Like literally every time I see a tweet from one of you, it's got like a hundred fucking likes and you know, 10 different comments. Like you guys do a really good job, like interacting with the people who follow you. It's, it's very admirable. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Only the ones that I like. Huh? Only the ones that you like? Only the ones we yeah. like. Yeah. Fair Those enough. Fair enough. Can stay away though. Some of them, some of them have been good today, actually. Good dialogue. Mm-hmm. Well, I got to ask, have you guys like ever been to a game? I guess you've been to a game together, but do people recognize you if you're in Nassau Coliseum or in Madison Square Garden or no? So funny story. Went to MSG for the Islander Ranger first preseason game. And mm-hmm. do you know Kim Isles girl? Isles girl three. She wears, okay. So you've seen her on the MSG commercial. She wears the blue and orange lipstick. Okay. So we're waiting. Yeah. She, you don't know, but Islander fans, <laughs> she's like really popular. And um, mm-hmm. we're talking to her because I'm friendly with her in between periods. And some guy comes up to us with, a really smart idea for his podcast with a card that had his like information you scan it to get his social medias and then after That's the cool. game he goes yo i think i met you out in msg uh-huh. one of my followers and so we were talking but now we, we don't get recognized yet one day though that'd be great no yeah, i don't want to get recognized you but don't? we've been to game no 
Why? Uh, well, first of all, if I'm at a game and, you know, you're talking about the Islanders preseason when it was, it was a pretty much of a disaster of a game for the Rangers. So yeah. I probably was in one a little bit, you know, too many beers. So I don't want to, you know, have to put on a persona when I'm out there. But I always said that my ideal life is to, you know, have that success, but not get recognized. I don't want to have people that are stopping me every two seconds. So, so I'll let wanna, Stefan, Stefan will be the face of the show. So you yeah. want, that's, that's a bad face, but you want to, uh, <laughs> with that TV, they'd stop them. But like NRD, Brendan, you want to be popular, but no one has any idea who you are. No, I don't want to be anonymous. I just don't want to be <laughs> everywhere I go, re- like recognizable. Well, which game did I bring you to? I brought Brendan to an Islander player game. It wasn't the Bavillier one. Which one was it? I was no, at that was, one. That was sick. Me too. I, I did not miss a game. I went to, yeah. I, my wallet is still hurting, but Brennan, which <laughs> game was it? It was Penguins, Rangers, uh, Penguins, Rangers, Penguins, Islanders. I don't know which game in the series it was. Was it the clinching one? I don't know. I went to everyone, Brendan. I'm pretty sure it was the clinching <laughs> one. Jeff Carter scored the first goal. That's all I remember. He scored a couple know. goals, but yeah, but you saw a win and you liked it. The atmosphere is crazy. I, I thought always, it was awesome. Yeah. I don't know about you playing ice growing up, but I played on a Nassau Coliseum a couple mm-hmm. of times and, the atmosphere is always awesome there. Like every Rangers fan tries to crap on it because of the capacity and rightfully so it is small. Um, but when you have that small venue, you can hear everybody and it doesn't, they don't need help being heard. And we know people from Long Island, we're all living on it right now, loud mouths. Yeah. So <laughs> they don't need the help, but it works. Yeah, no, honestly, I, I was actually kind of defending the Islanders and, and Islander fans when they were on that playoff run and people shit on me. Cause I'm like a Ranger fan. Like, I wasn't necessarily rooting for the Islanders to like win the Stanley Cup, but I like enjoyed watching them go through that run, and I enjoyed like the pride Long Island had about hockey. It was like really cool for me that like all my high school friends. I don't know if you guys, if your high school friends are into hockey, but none of mine really are. And our group text every night was like, "Oh my god, I love Barzal." And I was like, "Name one more fucking guy." Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like it was it was awesome to watch, and it's almost like kind of sad. Like Stefan, you could probably attest to it more, but you know, the Islanders are finally good. And all those years, people shit on Nassau Coliseum and shit on the Islanders. Now it's like a great product to watch and a great building to watch in, but now they're moving to a new building, but I'm sure it's super exciting, but almost like sad that they're finally um, good. And now yeah. it's gone. So yeah. obviously I'm in, I'm in Belmar. Hopefully no one comes and stalks me now, but uh, I'm 15 minutes, <laughs> away, 15 minutes away from the Coliseum. So I practically grew up there. Yeah. So I, you know, I only needed 10, 15 minutes to get there. I love just what I would do in between periods. Cause it's like you're in high school. You'd walk around the, the small area and you'd see mm-hmm. like 20 or 30 people, you know, that you went to high school with or college. So you like met up with people or you'd see the same people at every game. So you'd start yeah. to build that, you know, you're not friends, but like, Hey, what's up? Dap each other up, walk around. It was just like family atmosphere, friends. Yeah. Everybody was Islander fans already wore the same stuff. So you were all one unit. The cheering after each game was insane in the playoffs, the parking lot. Everyone complains about how you can't get out of there. It was mm-hmm. so loud. It was so fun honking the horns. I mean, the Billy that's Joel. what it felt to be Billy, everything. Mm-hmm. It just, Felt, that's what it feels to be an Islander fan at that arena. You're just one big unit. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, for Ranger fans, we don't really we like we don't, we never had like the tailgate experience that the, the Islanders do oh. have. It's, it's it's so cool. But I mean, like the only thing I can compare that to is Brennan can attest. Obviously, is like walking down the stairs in the garden after the game. That's when everyone's like all you know heckled and shit, and then everyone's miserable in Penn Station ten minutes later. So it's like, <laughs> you know, it, it's kind of give and take. Like I would like to have the parking lot, even though it's a bitch to get out of. I'm cursing so much on this episode. I got to cool it down. But um, you know what I mean? Like the garden's obviously so special, but it it is super unique, especially to the NHL, to have that like parking lot feel because you only really see yeah. that in football. You know. Well, the thing was when they were really bad. I mean, it wasn't happening. No one wanted, yeah. no one wanted to be there longer than they had to. But um, with UBS, though, they'll have a parking lot. I mean, they're not supposed to tailgate. They have huh. cannot tailgate, but people do it anyway. Well, yeah. And the arena, too. I mean, UBS has the biggest lower bowl. The ceiling is pretty low. It's going to be the same type of sound and atmosphere, which is obviously done on purpose. Mm-hmm. 
because this quote unquote, this arena was made by the fans, which they did give, you know, they wanted the input of the fans, how much they actually went with the fans. And it's not just a image thing. Like, Hey guys, you wanted a lower bowl. We gave you one. I mean, that was always in the plan. So I, I don't believe it. Like we actually, the, the whole entire organization followed, Oh, well, this fan wants that. Let's do that. But they, they did pretty much mimic NASCAR scene, which should be loud as heck every game. Seems like Brendan's got some opinion on it. What are you, what are you smiling about over there? I, I hate that crap. Together, <laughs> when they they did the commercial the other day, I was like, really? By the fans for the fans. Every yeah. ring is built for fans. It's the whole point. purpose of them. Are you guys going to be at the first Ranger Islander game there? No, we're going to go to the one. In, is it April? Our plan. Our plan is to go to the second one. Yeah, second one in the playoff push. April. I think everyone will be home from college at that point or close to it towards mm-hmm. finals week. Uh, we got a so, lot of friends that are our hockey teammates are still in college, a couple of them. So we'd rather all go together when people are home. Oh, so did you guys did you guys play at Cortland together? Uh yeah, we played club. So still cool. I mean, it was still fun, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was pretty much we practiced twice a week. We drank all the time. And we went mm-hmm. on um, every weekend was a, a road trip with the boys, going uh to bars, hotels, everything like that. So it was probably more fun actually not playing the games. Yeah, dude. It's it's a good time. I mean, any, anytime you're on the road with the guys. Always the best time. You can't. I don't remember playing exactly. in any. Uh, my memory is also terrible, but I don't remember playing <laughs> most of the games. I think back to like maybe like regionals, but besides that, it's more of just the long road trips, the crazy crap that went on, and we have some probably crazy stories we can't even get into on here. Like mm-hmm. that ten went through Brendan in Pennsylvania. We had like Hitler scarecrows all over the place. Oh, I mean, geez. Yeah, no, scene. it was it was, Kids and I'm Jewish, and yeah, I was like, I was shitting myself. Yeah, no, I was like, I please can, don't rat me out. I could definitely, but, uh, I could definitely imagine. Um, <laughs> Aside from the Hitler scarecrows, I do, you know, I'll go into, uh, I actually got a question for, for Brendan, but, um, you know, obviously there was, this is going to come out on Monday. So the Rangers are going to play Wednesday against Washington. And obviously there was a lot of anticipation going into Rangers capitals. Ryan Reeves going to beat up Tom Wilson, all this, you know, nonsense. But now, you know, we're recording this Wednesday night after Reeves just got slew footed by PK Subban and, you know, the anticipation behind this game now is the narrative is totally different. Like everyone thought kind of, you know, right off the bat, Reeves is going to go after Wilson, whatever. I didn't think so. I, I'm, I'm still like, you yeah. know, in the mindset that like they have a hockey game to win. They have a new coach. The 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 focus won't be Tom Wilson, but um, a lot of other Ranger fans seems to think that it's still going to be a bloodbath because of what happened last season. So what are you, Brandon, anticipating going to opening, opening night against Caps? And, and Stefan, you can, um, you know, comment also. Well, like you said, everything kind of changes right now because yeah. who's going to do it? I mean, Goudreau has fought Wilson in the past, so if it was going to happen – he could still step in there, but mm-hmm. I I agree with you. I don't think it was going to be a straight like Reeves is going to step out first shift, make a beeline towards him. I think it would come more in the in the you know natural developing aspects of the game. I, I do think he was going to wind up just tossing the mitts because Reeves wants to make a statement opening yeah. night and say, listen, this is why I'm here. Wilson's going to not back down. You know, as much as I hate the guy, I do respect him that he doesn't back down from anybody, but. You know, it, it does take a, a toll here. And that, that Subban play will be talked about. <laughs> I don't know if it was necessarily intentional, but his leg does come out and it's a, it's a tough look. And for Reeves, you just hope it's not too, too serious. But at the same time, they'll get him back. They have guys. I wonder if, you know, Goudreau, like I mentioned, Tenority could fight, Blay. Maybe he tries to make the statement out in his first game. Mm-hmm. It'll be a physical game. But I, I do like the fact that they have enough guys. And throughout the preseason, They've been looking like they're throwing the body more. I know you, somebody that comes to mind who's struggled is Truba, but every time he has a chance, he's hitting somebody. And I just like that sense of we're not going to, we're not going to get beat up anymore. I think that's a good thing. I think the Rangers really turned the pages off season, obviously with the new coach, Chris Drury now involved. 
that if they were to throw Rees out on the first shift, it just throws you back to last year. And everyone wants to forget last year, forget Quinn, forget the way that team was ran, run with the rookies, not getting minutes. I think if you do that, you're just playing back to last and you're trying to like restart this organization. So I think the best thing to do is like what Brennan said, see how the game goes. If Tom Wilson throws a vicious hit, then you drop the gloves. But I, I mean, I wouldn't go after him because you're just playing into last year's narrative and this is a brand new year. Mm-hmm. No, I completely That's, agree. I, yeah. I, I didn't think they would really make the game around the Tom Wilson thing. Um, Obviously the scheduling though was on purpose because now yeah. everyone's going to tune in. No one's going to turn it off because like, there could be a fight with a minute left in the third. Like no For one's sure. going to turn it off. But uh yeah, I think the media blew this one out of proportion a bit. But they got to play into it. I mean, like, oh, yeah. you have to. Yeah, and fans are going to love it, especially now. It's, I think it's actually on TNT, that game, which will be awesome because yep. it'll be, you know, I think one of the first games on TNT because I think the first two nights or the first two games on opening night are both ESPN, I believe. So it might be the first TNT game, actually. I'll call uh, it right now, though. I, I think Tom Wilson scores. I Probably. Mean, he's, just, he's a talented forward. You, you hate yeah. him, but like he could, he could put the puck in the net. I've always said, bro, instead of beating up people, the best way to beat somebody is on the scoreboard. Yeah. So, yeah. like, even it's if best, Wilson it's the best fights, chirp. if he scores, it ruins the whole game. They got to keep him off the board. They got to win opening night. They win in Washington. Like, start the year with a statement. That's bigger than any fight they could have. Yeah, I completely agree. And I got one for you, Stefan, an Islander yeah. question. And this might be the first time, you know, ever we could really say if the Islanders don't win the Eastern Conference, it's kind of a fail of a season. Uh, yeah, I mean, you no, look it's at true. It, no, well, it depends because Tampa, obviously, I don't think they're three-peating. I don't think they're as strong as they were. Obviously, mm-hmm. they'll make the playoffs, but I don't think they're going to be the team to beat. The question is, are the Islanders, what, you know, what seed do they get? Every year, the last couple of years, big injuries. You know, you had Pelic two years ago, out for the season, came back for playoffs. You had Lee torn ACL. And now this year, it's all about being healthy. It's a long haul of an 82-game season. Every year, the last two years, the Islanders have fallen off. They've stumbled into the postseason finishing as a lower seed. So the thing right now is, you know, home ice is going to be huge now, especially with UBS. You thought it was huge in NASCAR Coliseum. I mean, you want to, you want to send UBS into a frenzy if you get home ice. So if mm-hmm. the Islanders could finish, you know, me and Brendan spoke about this, probably second. I mean, Carolina is probably going to win that um, the Eastern conference. You've got to be to their top, but I think that, and definitely the division, but yeah, obviously if the Islanders don't win a cup in the next couple of years, it's going to be a failed thing because they're that close. But at the same time, there are teams that did get better, like Florida. Florida's going to be fun to watch. Carolina's dominant. You still have the Bruins there. You never know what the Penguins, if they can get healthy, and that goaltending is always a concern there. But there's a lot of talent in this league. So I would say the Islanders, all I want to see first off, forget the playoffs, obviously. I just want to see consistency. Yeah. They have hot, you know, they remind me of the Yankees a little bit. Because they're, they're hot for a stretch. They're really <laughs> cold. Then they're hot. And then they're really cold to go into the playoffs like the Yankees were. And then yeah. it's all right, underdog mentality. The whole playoffs, obviously the Yankees are underdogs, but underdog mentality where you're not the home, you don't have the home advantage. You know, you're trying to score one or two goals, play tight defense. That takes you as far as you can. And then you find out the offense doesn't show up. This is kind of like the Yankees in a nutshell, except one has a lot higher payroll, mm-hmm. but, um, and stuff like that. No cap. A lot more baseball. A lot more championships. <laughs> You have to think if the Islanders are going to win a cup, right? Now's the time. Tampa's yeah. took a step back. Obviously, they lost a bunch of players. They're the team to beat, and they're going to have that pressure. I feel like the last couple of years, it doesn't matter how well they do, they don't get the recognition. They're mm-hmm. slowly getting that recognition, and you're looking at them. They have the, you know, one of the best defense, uh, defensive units and systems, obviously, in the league. The goaltending's up there. We'll see what Varamov, if he's available to play early in the year. But I think the biggest thing is coming home from this road trip over 500. I mean, they have a 13 game road trip, the longest ever to start an NHL season. If they could weather that storm and show that they could be consistent on that road trip, that should be a microcosm for how the season's going to go. But it's a long season. But yeah, I would agree. If they're going to win, it's going to be it's going to be now or next year because 
again, teams are going to get better. You have a, you have a small window to win. Mm-hmm. See, I agree with your last statement, but I'm going to change one word. It has to be now or next year. That's yeah. what you said. Yeah. You said, I thought you said if they're going to win, it's going to be now or next year. It has to be. I don't think there's any. <laughs> no, like, yes. they, the, the, their team is built to win right now. And yes. if they go another two years, you're, well, you're see, kind of I, taking that depth away. You take that depth away, but at the same time, you're hoping obviously the prospect pool is not huge, but this, you know, you're not, if you're going to win with the group you have now, that's got to happen because you have Bailey's getting older, Lee's getting older, especially with injuries. That fourth line is not going around for much longer. You have to think Cal Clutterbuck's probably going to be the first one to go because Martin has a contract. Zekas does. But I mean, once you start losing that line and piece of the depth that, because you think about it, all the teams that go on to win, they never get talked about, but it's their bottom six mm-hmm. that are really the reason they win. You look at the Lightning. Of course, our top guys are great, but it's your third and fourth line guys, Yanni Gore, like those types of guys, Goudreau, those guys are the ones that win it for you. It's not the top guys. Of course, they all play a part. So once the Islanders start, like Brendan said, lose that depth, because Barzal is obviously going to be around. Wallstrom will probably become a top line player. They're going to be around. But those guys, those heart and souls of the team aren't. Well, then they asked you both this question because, you know, five years ago, it's a different conversation. I, you know, two of my friends from high school actually have a bet every year. Like it, I think it increases by 50 bucks each year on uh, who win a cup first, the Islanders, the Rangers. And five years ago, it looked great for us. But, you know, now it's like, oh, shit, the Islanders could Islanders, do it. But who do you, yeah. who do you think is winning first, the Islanders or the Rangers? I, I don't think the Islanders get it done. I really don't. It's, and it's I, tough. I don't hate them. I don't hate them. No, I mean, unbiased. I'm not saying that I'm not, I'm saying this unbiased. I just think it's all comes down. You know, we say defense wins championship, but it's so true. Mm-hmm. I think right now the Islanders have the defense and goaltending until Shesterkin shows me, obviously the Islanders have a tandem, which helps. I don't think that the Rangers really do have a dominant one because Georgiev is, is, is shit. He's not good at all. And Shesterkin yeah. has to make those smaller saves. He makes those bigger saves. He just lets the weaker ones in in the playoffs. You know, especially with the team that like the Rangers who has to see offense come alive, you mm-hmm. got to rely on that defense. And I think the Rangers are doing a better part in trying to get a stronger defensive system. But Trotz has these guys playing. To, I mean, look at preseason. I think they've played four games. They've played four games. They've allowed four goals. I know it's preseason, but they don't allow goals. I don't even watch the preseason. They win two to one. They win. You know, they don't blow teams up. They get their lead uh, and they play defense. And in the playoffs, if you get a lead and play defense, you'll probably win. I'll say the Islanders win first, unbiased opinion. I just don't think the Rangers are there yet. But again, the Rangers, what they have going for them, they have so many question marks that could be amazing. They have so many young guys that could really take that next step and they could have one of the best offenses in the league in their young defense. I mean, Fox is unreal and he's still growing. He's going to get better. If this defense could figure it out, they have better offense than the Islanders do. That's a well-rounded team. That's a Stanley Cup contender. But until we see those young guys take that step, I'm going with the Islanders because I just like the defense. Brendan, rebuttal. I mean, it's it's tough. The Islanders, like we just talked about, are built to win now. I don't think they get it done in the next two years. I just think there's too many teams who are better and elite. I don't think the Rangers get it done in the next couple of years either. But if you're talking about who's <laughs> going to be the first team to win the cup, the Devils we just from discussed. Downtown. Well, I mean, it could be Devils. Honestly, you think? You think no, so? no. I think yeah. if it's we're just talking show. about these two teams, if the Islanders don't get it done in the next two years that we just talked about, oh, then it's the Rangers. Yes, then it's the Rangers. Oh, so yeah, that's for that guys. reason alone, I'm going with the Rangers. And to go on your better goaltending thing, Shesterkin still has to prove himself. Sorokin still has to prove himself. The only but reason saying, that though, the have Islanders Varlamov have better goaltending, Varlamov is not better than either of the two goaltenders. It's goal the defense. There. It's the defense in front of them. <laughs> Corey Schneider just got a shutout. Okay? Corey Schneider he, should not he, be getting any more sh- okay, NHL shutouts. Stop, stop. They didn't play. The Flyers had their NHL lineup out there, and Corey Schneider made the good He should not be getting any shutouts. It's a, in no, the NHL. I, it's the defense. Varlamov is not defense. a Varlamov's not a Vesna class goalie. He did get snubbed, but again, that comes down to the defense in front of him. That's why I'm saying in the playoffs. You don't need Varlamov or Sorokin to make those 
10 to 15 ridiculous saves. You need your Sterkin to do that because you had holes in your defense. Not so anymore. that's <laughs> no, now you, <laughs> but now you have to worry, but now you have to worry about him making the small saves. But I just pointed out he should be able to, he should be able to have the success that Varlamov and Sorokin do. See, the thing that you're har- harping on at the small saves was only an issue in the first eight games. It didn't happen the whole season where late in games, they lost by a couple, uh, one, no. one goal late. and they Not with him in goal anymore. That, that went right by the wayside. No. Well, it's a shame then. Bad take. Well, I got the answers that I expected. <laughs> Stefan said Islanders and Brennan said Rangers. So I think uh, if they move, I think if, if Sisterkin has a fantastic year, I just, I think, I feel like in the playoffs, you need to, you need to, especially in a long 82 game season for the first time in a couple mm-hmm. of years, Tandems, like, there's very few teams that could rock one goalie. Yeah, Vasilevsky, Hellebuck. Who else? Who else in the NHL? Can I'm try- yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think. Um, I don't think you can even rely on Hellebuck. No, but that's what I'm saying, though. You have Vasilevsky. So if Shesterkin is going to have games that he has to take off, obviously, can Georgiev get you those points? I was just talking about this with my my boss today. Keith if Varlamov's not... What? Keith Kincaid. Keith yeah, Kincaid, yeah. baby. Yeah, I love his attitude. He's a great, uh, great guy. Great guy. But, um, you look at... If Varlamov's not ready to go... You know, you talk about points in the beginning of the season at the end. Obviously, they're both they're equal, but mm-hmm. it's so much harder late in the season. You don't know what happened with injuries, wear and tear. No one's 100% healthy coming the end of the year. Points earlier are going to matter. Varlamov's not ready to go, which it seems like really shaky, and Schneider has to get into a couple of games on that road trip. I think Sorokin can handle the workload. But if you're playing a guy like Schneider, I mean, you can't waste games away. If he's not ready to be in the NHL and play games, and you throw him in there and he gets lit up each time he plays, those points are 100% coming back to bite you at the end of the year. All right, well, let me ask you a tougher question now. If you guys, obviously, it's it's obvious for forwards, like Connor McDavid's going to be the guy you want to build around, but if you're building a team right now around one defenseman, one goalie, who are you guys taking? One defenseman, League-wide. one goalie. League-wide, yeah. One defenseman, one goalie. Think League. think like long-term, like 10-year plan. Oh, Spencer, I, uh, I, got, I got my goalie. Spencer, Spencer Knight. If you, you're horrendous. I love that. Why? I he he even played, played seven I games. I think Spencer Knight's winning the call there. No, I got to think. That's, that's, I, I, that was my hot take, but now it's everyone's. <laughs> well, wait, you're talking about, so the next 10, if you're going to build your franchise right now with any goalie. Any goalie, any defenseman. All right. Well, obviously Vasilevsky. I mean. Really? He, you think he's got 10 more years in him? How old is he? Uh, I think, I think he's like 28, 29. Oh, jeez. It's so I hard. Think. I don't know ages off the top of my head. I'm trying to think. I could be wrong. I definitely not See, Carter Hart. It would have been Carter Hart a year ago, maybe, but now it's not. Um, wow, this is a hard question. See, I would say Vas- I'd be leaning Vasilevsky, but whenever I watch him play, to me, he's just going to be Bobrovsky reborn in four years, five years. Vesna, 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 boom. Ten years. That's a lot of games that he plays every single season. That's going to take a toll on somebody. What about, what about my man Jeremy Swayman? No. I think you take one of the goalies from New York. All right, really? so obviously, obviously, well, you're not taking a goal. You're not taking Craig Anderson or Dustin Tokarski. No, be specific. You, if you're the building for the future, area, if you're building for the future, and you're not taking Vasilevsky, I'll take Sorokin. I'm, I'm taking one of the goalies from New York, and then and defenseman around the whole entire defenseman. League. I'm taking Kellen McCarr. That's easy. Yeah, I like Fox. I, I agree. Fox is great. But I, I, to I, me, I, long haul, Kellen McCarr. McCarr is filled. Yeah. I think Kellen McCarr is. He has better raw talent. Yeah, He's better I, talent-wise. Fox is better mentally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would Fox say, will right, make you miss. McCarr can just make people miss without doing anything. He'll just yeah, skate right by you. I say you can't go wrong with the Sorokin or Sorokin. Okay, I'd probably go Sorokin, and then I'd go Fox or McCarr. Yeah, he's up there. Stefan, you like Fox over Pelic? 
if you're building a franchise, yeah, because Pelic's great on defense, but you want someone that plays both sides. Uh-huh. I mean, Makar scores goals and plays defense. That's why I would say yeah. Fox, just because Makar is great offensively, but there's times where he's in his own zone or no bueno. And I trust, I <laughs> trust Fox. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking Vasilevsky. That's, you are. I How old is he? Did I you just, look up his just, age? Yeah, he's 27. Oh, okay. 27 30, so, all right, yeah. you're taking Vasilevsky. But if you're not taking Vasilevsky, you probably look towards New York because you're, you're going young. These guys aren't so super young guys. either, though. I mean, like, I think Sorokin's 25, 26. So it's just Durkin. So That's 10 years, 30, Yeah, you got to go back. You got to get him at the prime of his career. No, I'm like, trying to think of like the other young. Go- I can't even think of like outside Spencer Knight, Carter Hart. Like who are the other young goalies in the league? Like I mean, there are listen, not. Listen, Carter Hart. Well, they have young guys, but they're not, they don't play. Who? Like Brennan? Two in Washington. Sam oh, Samsonov and Vanacek. But they're like in 26. I mean, they're not young. They suck, honestly. I don't think they're good at all. Well, they really like Vanacek. Samsonov is better than. I think, I don't think so. I think Samsonov's overrated. Oh, we're, we're forgetting one. Who? Connor Hellebuck. He can't be that old. No, he's he's definitely old. He he like uh I think he played four years in college probably, and he's, he's been in the league. Tw- he's probably twenty eight. He's only twenty eight. Yeah, so oh, he's yeah, the same, same age as Vasilevsky. That's prime. Yeah, I guess. Obviously, obviously Vasilevsky's better than Hellebuck. He is. Yeah, I'm taking Lundqvist team- right now. Lundqvist. <laughs> in, the hosp- Lundquist. in the hospital bed. Damn. That's, that's dark. Obviously, so, I like I like so, Well, actually, wait that, that that brings up a good point, Brendan. I saw you, uh, you know, went to the piggy bank and bought Lundqvist night uh, tickets. I don't go to the piggy oh, bank. Geez. I went to the bank. Oh, <laughs> I had yeah, to back up the Brinks truck, dude. No, yeah, dude, dude, that's awesome. Bank. I'm trying to scheme my way there as much as I can. I, I'm uh, so, I'm gonna find a way. So you know, we're we're since we're telling some stories, this is a good one because mm-hmm. this is why I did it. All right, normally me dropping. It was over 500, under 800. I'll put it in that range mm-hmm. for these tickets. I would never do. Never in my life would I ever do it. I looked at my buddy. I texted him and said, bro, there's four games that it's going to be. This game was one of them. It was like the St. Louis one, the Caps one, and the one on his birthday or something like mm-hmm. that. I said, let's just get tickets when they're 120 bucks to each of those four games. One of them is going to be the longest one. We'll get to go. The other three, we either go or we sell it. We didn't do it. I refreshed the page, right? come to the see that that's the game. I'm like, let's go in there, go in there, 220 a ticket. I text mm-hmm. him, let's do it. As soon as he says yes, they're like $550. Yep. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. So I missed it twice when I should have got it for a lower price. And I was like, I'm mm-hmm. not missing this game now because of my inept ability to buy tickets. Mm-hmm. So I, I coughed up the money. See, no, I, I've, dealt with a, I've dealt with a lot of losing. That will never happen to me because there is nobody that the Islanders have that hasn't already had their jersey retired because obviously they didn't, haven't won in freaking forever. Uh-huh. So no one in the last 10, 15 years do I have to worry about. Maybe in like 15, 20 years, if the Islanders win a cup, you know, Lee probably gets his number, but no one like, oh my gosh. I would say Bailey. I could see Josh Bailey. Nah, not, I don't think getting it. He's a great, good Islander. But if you're going to win a cup, your captain, if Lee wins it for the Islanders, what he's gone through, the you know, just the leadership in his community, mm-hmm. what he's meant to the organization. You don't think Josh he, Bailey is consi- like even considered, though? He's been there for like 14, 15 years, I feel like. Yeah, but the problem was when he first came up, he was hated. It hasn't been until recent when people are like, okay, the problem with, you know, with Lee retiring his numbers, his numbers are already retired. Tanelli mm-hmm. went up to the rafters already. So yeah. you'd be retiring Lee's jersey, but it, Wait, in the numbers... Yeah. Well, the How was he able to thing. wear 27 then? Tinelli I never told, even realized that. Tanelli told him and said, you're keeping the number. Like no He's way. honored that Lee wears it. Like The night that Tanelli got raised to the rafters, he spoke about Lee, and they showed Lee on the bench. I think it was last year or the year before, and Lee's like crying because like how much it means. I mean, not, the older guys that won the Cups are always around. Yeah, you know They're always talking to the players and stuff, so it means a lot to Tanelli that 
the captain's wearing his number, so it's cool. Obviously, 91's already retired, and we don't have to have mm-hmm. that conversation because yeah, obviously the only wore one. 91 for the yeah. islanders. <laughs> I didn't even wait, I didn't even realize I didn't put any of that together. That's Tenelli? crazy. No, I didn't realize yeah. that like that Tavares and, and Lee were wearing retired numbers. That like is so stupid. Well, well, Warren, I guess no, your story backs it up. It's very cool <laughs> that Tanelli said that. Like, they were, so the year after Tavares left, I'm pretty sure they decided to retire Butch's Butch's number came after he already left. Oh gosh. Which they I did on that. purpose because there should only be 191. They made they found the mistake they had. First off, because Butch scoring was you look back at, at the like dynasty. I mean, he was mm. a key, he's a key acquisition from the king. Like, he was huge. He yeah. didn't get enough credit. He reminds me like Obviously, I didn't watch them play, but a Sezekis type player where mm-hmm. we love him now. But when you look back like 20 or 30 years, you're like, yeah, Sezekis is a great player. Does he get his number retired? If the Islanders win, you look at those depth. We talk about the depth players all the time. Warren yeah. was a depth player on a really talented team. But the 91, they realized, listen, we made a mistake letting one player wear it after Gordon. That's never going to happen again. Yeah, I didn't realize that had like so much of a story to it, honestly. I, I, like, I never even like picked up on that fact that there was two guys wearing the numbers that were retired. Um, mm-hmm. It's kind of cool. Actually, really you're welcome, cool. You're welcome for the answer. Yeah, no, seriously. Well, John Tanelli, I actually met him after that Bovillier goal. He was uh, hanging he's out in the huge. concourse. Yeah, he's massive. He's a really <laughs> cool guy, too. He seemed like everyone was like hugging him. Like, really, you don't hear really a lot cool of, about a lot of people that hate I mean, back then, though, they were so good that how can you I – mean, they didn't get shitted on by the fan base. I mean, you look mm-hmm. at the years after the Dark Ages, early 2000s, of course, Islander players got shit on because they were garbage. Yeah. And they had the crap fish. Do you like the fisherman jersey? I <sighs> – just say no so we can move on. I, like, no, I actually I love the all orange jersey. I the love orange with the jersey. blue with the all blue. The, yeah, the all orange one. Yeah, that's my favorite with the oh, little crease with the blue. The I think I think Jason Blake and I, I love yes, that jersey. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, early Kyle Kyle Poole was my favorite player growing up. And is uh, he? That, yeah, he scored. Uh, I had a fat head of him on my wall. Um, <laughs> but uh, remember his first answer goal. He scored on one knee. One. Time I was there. Ugly fat. One time from the slot without yeah. a helmet on. I was there. That was actually sick. That was my first time at the Prudential Center. Wait, so I'm going to ask you guys this too before I I let you go here. Uh, Favorite player growing up, favorite player now, and then hottest take going into the season. Okay, so hottest take. All right, so favorite player growing up when he was the Islanders, obviously he was a poso. I Mm -hmm. love Zach Parise. The fact mm-hmm. that he's back in the Islanders now, I already I just bought his jersey last week. I picked That's it. Awesome. Up. I'm like my favorite number is 11. Nothing mm-hmm. to do with Parisa. I'm like wow, wear number 11. When he left the Devils, and went to the Wild. I started watching Wild games and not rooting for them, but I loved him. So wherever he won, I want him to win. Mm-hmm. Now that he's back in the Islanders, had to get his jersey. So right now, my favorite Islander. It's tough. There's I'm a goalie, so I love Sorokin. I love anything with goaltenders, but obviously, how can you not like Barzal? What he brings to the ring. But I, I mean, I'm fun. That's the thing with the Islanders. I hate that I'm dragging this on. Like they have so many. <laughs> okay. they, have, they don't have like that superstar. They have so I, many. Players I would consider that, Barzal somewhat uh, of a superstar. He's, he's he's right there. But if he once he sco- starts like putting the puck in the net, scoring wise, I feel like you know he could be a playmaker. Like once, like look at like. <laughs> like Nicholas Backstrom, you call him a superstar? It's He's, Ovechkin. I, I, I'll take Barzal over Backstrom any day of the week. No, but I'm saying is though they're they're playmakers, so they're not going to get that recognition. I think he has a superstar talent. If he can start scoring goals and being that, you know, being able to score and pick up the assists, then yeah, he's an Islander superstar. I'd say that. But when you look at the league, superstar talent are guys that put the puck in the back of the net. He's flashy though, man. I no, think Bar- I think Barzal is like arguably top three best skater, like. Uh, maybe maybe not like McDavid, McKinnon, Barzal. We look, look at them though. McDavid could pass the puck, but he could also put the puck in the net, and he's just yeah. unreal. McKinnon puts the puck in the net, or doesn't do that at a consistent rate, which he can. But the you're, just, is, you're a goalie, you don't appreciate the skating. Two guys who are head and shoulders better than everybody else in the yeah. league. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but no, but they score and they assi- they get assists. Mm-hmm. 
For me, it's just his skating. His skating is what makes him oh, it's, so... Oh, it's unreal. He's much yeah. watch TV when he's on the rink. And then a hot take. Uh, well, I said it before. I don't know how hot it is. I think the Canadians missed the playoffs. Okay. Um, and I think I think Martin Jones will have a better save percentage than Carter Hart. Let's Where is that. Martin Jones now? He got traded. Flyers. Flyers, right? Yeah, Flyers. He's backing up. I think Carter Hart's going to be terrible because I don't think they help their defense at all. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna. My hot take will be that Martin Jones has better stats coming to season than Carter Hart. Hot that's take though, because that's I, one I, I haven't heard. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, that, that's just a dumpster fire. Getting the defense they got, they didn't even get defensemen. They got one defenseman in Ellis. Everyone else is glorified goal scoring defensemen that can't play in their own zone. And they needed to get defense because we we saw how bad Carter Hart was last year. And Martin Jones, mm. I think the dumbest decision. You got to get a veteran to be behind Carter Hart, so like teach him how to be a pro. Not teach him how to suck ass because that's. <laughs> I mean, let's be real. Martin Jones has shown nothing, yeah. nothing. Not and they bring him to back up a goal that's coming a rookie, uh, second year player coming off a hard season. You need to get back on track, and you literally brought in the guy that's just going to make him worse. Terrible. Yeah. I agree. Brandon, favorite player to start was Leach. Nice. You know, really? Both got him behind yeah. us. There we yeah. go. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I didn't realize I, that. I was a defenseman, so loved him. But then as soon as Lumpur started playing, kind of took over. I think most Rangers fans can agree with that. He's my favorite. Um, Dan Girardi snuck in there for a bit. I love really? watching Dan Girardi play. Mm-hmm. Right now it's Fox. Too easy for him. Yeah. It's the way that he thinks the game is crazy. Uh, hot take. Buffalo wins more than five games? No. See, my hot take is that I really think that Seattle is going to wind up finishing ahead of Vegas and people are going to have a whole expansion thing. That's a hot but take. I, I really just, take. I don't know the way that they're playing in the preseason starting to look like they might be that the same exact roster mold where everyone thought that Vegas was going to be crap, but my really hot take is my phone's happen. blowing up about it right now, but the really? rumor swirling is uh, I, I'm going to say that Jack Eichel winds up on the Rangers before the third week of the NHL season. You think so? Wait, who, what rumor are you hearing right now? I'm not getting anything. Everyone's just talking about how Eichel's his medicals getting sent there's out a, to there's all the a, teams there's now. There's a couple and, of teams that are interested because they have Buffalo has allowed them to see like the whole entire medical medical thing record. So, I, yeah. Uh, if you take it, uh, the Rangers are. But you're five, but you're one. getting I. But the question is though, when do they get Eichel? The season's probably already going to start unless it happens in the next Well, it depends week. what you're giving up. If you don't have to give up that package that you thought initially, then you, yeah, but then you, you have to have this. Yeah, but then you have to have him go through the surgery and then he's Correct. missing. I guess he goes on long term IR and they do that whole, you know. Yeah. Do you think the Rangers are winning the cup this year? No. No. I think so I. You have a chance to get Eichel healthy for next year. I think year? they're going to make the playoffs, though, honestly. Uh, they have to make the playoffs. I think if they, they don't will. make the playoffs, they have a serious issue. Not, not if they do make that trade for Eichel then. Yeah. Well, if they the make show. the trade of Eichel and Eichel plays at the end of the year, they should still be a playoff team. Who, the Rangers depends, scored, yeah, depends, you're, you're missing a lot. Of, yeah, they're up like it depends five, who yeah. they have to give up for Eichel. They're obviously going to have to give up guys in the in the lineup. So there you go. I just got a notification. They just scored two goals in 20 seconds. It was Sammy Blay and Barkley Goodrow. I'd love to see that. Apparently, Sammy oh Blay's got hands. Sammy Blay and Barkley Goodrow. Uh, That's geez. great. Definitely Sammy love to Blay. see that. See that that was one that I don't stand by. But I said I think on our show I was like, Blay's going to have 20 goals. That that's not as unrealistic as people think. No, I really he plays think with he's going to wind up playing with. higher up. I think he's but he's going to play on the third line, probably. I think the start he'll be on the fourth. You think so? Oh, you he think actually fourth? has skill. Yeah, I think he's going to – well, actually, if Reeves is hurt, yeah, no. I don't know what they're going to do anymore. That's a crazy game right now. So the three guys that you acquired, one got hurt and both scored a goal. Yeah, they're all making a difference somehow. Yeah. But uh, I really appreciate you guys coming on. And before I let you go, I want you know you to take a second to plug your show and, and plug anything you guys want, your social media. Um, wherever people people can find you. Go for it, Brennan. 
So it's the Back Check Pod. You can find us pretty much anywhere. I'm sure, same thing as your show, right? Just on Spotify, Apple, Spreaker, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen to your show. iHeartRadio. iHeartRadio, uh, too. <laughs> and every single show is on, uh, at, or you can follow us on at Back Check Pod. Pretty straightforward there. Uh, part of the Belly Up Sports Network. Give them a plug, too. So definitely check it out. If you like his show, you're going to like ours. We'll talk about hockey, which is great. <laughs> yeah, but we appreciate you know you letting us come on. It's a ton of fun always to talk hockey. Yeah, dude. You guys will come on uh, throughout the season, too. We'd love to have you guys on to talk Definitely. some. Definitely. And you got to come on our show. Would love that. Uh, be sure. honored. But thank you, guys. Yeah. I appreciate it. No problem. Thank you. I want to thank Stefan Rosner and Brennan Azoff once again for joining me on the show. For those of you who don't follow them, check out the Back Check Pod. Those two do a great job on social media. they got a great community, great following. Um, I love interacting with them on Twitter. I think they do an awesome job talking hockey. So for those of you who don't follow them, go check them out right now. So got to thank them one more time. That's about all I've got. I don't love having a long ending to the show. It's really all about the interview and the intro. But for those of you who want to interact or want to talk or whatever, if you see me in the garden on Thursday night or if you ever see me in the garden, Happy to talk hockey anytime, so you know, feel free to stop me or whatever or say hello. But yeah, now that the season's back on, I think episodes are going to be every single Monday, so stay tuned. I'm going to try to have them consistently on Mondays. I know it was a little sporadic in the offseason, but now that we're back, I'm going to try to stay consistent and post them every Monday. So follow Believe in Rangers, follow me on Twitter, send me some questions, anything you want. So hope you have a great week. I'm really excited for the season to start, and let's go Rangers. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.